Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you would like to get in touch with Hello Steve O Podcast, please do on HelloStevePodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us all on the social medias on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Hello Steve O. And you can follow me on Facebook at Stephen Mullen. Comedy. Now it's time for the show. I need to be myself. I can't be no one else. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Hello, Steve O. Podcast is good for you, baby. Episode 70 for Tuesday, the 30th of June. 2020 and what a big week it is for us here in Ireland I mean as I'm recording this it's Monday and the barber shops and the hairdressers have all opened today and I'm in a pickle let me tell you because I'm about half an inch away from a top knot but sure aren't most of us lads half an inch away Woo! I've had a coffee I'm hyper <laughs> The restaurants are opening, the pubs are opening, all that kind of malarkey is going on today. So as I'm recording this again on the Monday, I don't know, people excited? There was an Irish Times poll last week that actually said that 70% of people have no interest in going out to restaurants and pubs because they're still scared of the virus and stuff like that. But anyway, I shouldn't be taking the piss out of them. Fuck them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I went for a run on Sunday and some old man got very aggressive with me and Rob Powderly. We were out on our first dub run crew run, out doing an old, a little 18k jog. And we're running along the canal and this old, fa- Jesus, he was angry. You could see him from 200 meters away, he was angry. He, was, he had his arms sticking out to his right, like pointing aggressively, the full length of the arm out. And when we got close to him, he's like, have you not heard of social distancing? No. So aggressive, white hair, 70s. Probably, you know, he misses the old Ireland, you know. I used to have a time in this country, there's no such thing as homosexual people. You know, that type of man. There he was, aggressively pointing. Have you not heard of social distancing? No. But he had a big drip hanging off the end of his nose. <laughs> sure, didn't Steve-O point it out? Didn't Steve-O go, have you not heard of wiping your nose? <laughs> he nearly had a fucking aneurysm. He lost his shit and we're jogging on. You fucking, you idiot, you idiot. But we were miles away from him. We were nowhere near him. 
so aggressive and there was a man behind him pushing his buggy with the baby in the buggy and the dog and he was he just started laughing straight away because there's no way he heard what i said but he knew what had happened because obviously this alpha had given him abuse as well there was nowhere for us to go we couldn't get further away and we were no we're running past him we're nowhere near the chap what is wrong with people being so aggressive huh that old man, he should get a Twitter account. He'd fit in with all the other assholes on there. I'm on one today. I've had a coffee, lads. Anyway, announce... Oh, yeah. First off, let me f- start by saying congratulations to Matt and Lizzie, regular listeners of the show in Leeds, United Kingdom. No! Leeds. Who have welcomed a baby boy into their life Little baby Lee, congratulations to Matt and Lizzie. I wish you all the best. I know you're not sleeping at the moment, and ha-ha, to be honest with you. I think it's the boys. I have People out there who've got kids, if you've got girls and boys, who do you think is worse? Because we had none of that shit with our daughter growing up. We had loads of sleep, and um, then I have to say... Like, when you talk to other people who have girls as well, it seemed to be fairly plain sailing. The boys, on the other hand, good Jesus. They're hard work, huh? They're a different species, literally. And as they get older, do you know they talk all the time about, like, all the, you know, the gender stuff is socially constructed from when we're kids? It's not. You watch baby boys and baby girls. Watch how they interact. The baby girls like organizing. They like playing with cooking. They like pretending to be mammy. They like all those things. And the boys just want to break stuff. (laughs) It's the truth. They won't sleep. They'll piss everywhere. And they just want... They like moving stuff. And they like just causing mayhem. But anyway, congratulations to Matt and Lizzie and baby Lee. I wish you all the love in the world. And I hope you guys are safe and well. Also, I'm kind of regretting. I'm not regretting, but I'm, I don't talk about football, but I have to on this front. I said I would. <clears throat> From the bottom of my heart, congratulations to Liverpool Football Club on winning the Premier League. Only took you 30 years, but hey. No big deal. It's your first time winning the Premiership, so well done, guys. <laughs> the amount of... Sh- like, I thought United fans were bad, because as an Arsenal fan, hated United fans growing up, but Jesus, Liverpool fans don't half shut up. It's kind of the self-patting kind of on, pa- on the back that they do a lot of. Like, there's a woman on the radio this morning who's a journalist. She was talking about... Whatever topic she was supposed to be talking about, politics, and like to throw in at the end that she was delighted about the Liverpool result. And she said, and we won it in style as well. No, you didn't win it in style. You won it on the night that Manchester City lost a game. That's not winning it in style. The whole team was sitting in a hotel watching it on TV. That's not winning it in style. You've got no fans to celebrate with. You can't have the cup presentation on your pitch. That's not winning it in style. You don't winning in style is not winning it when when you're not even playing. Now I'll tell you what is winning it in style is when you go for a whole season without losing a game. I'll tell you what it is winning it in style is when you win it on your bitter rivals pitch, like Arsenal did twice. We did it at White Hart Lane. And we won the league at White Hart Lane. And we also won the league at Old Trafford. Try that. Booyakasha! Anyway, congratulations. That's the point I'm making. 
that the, the, both those wins for Arsenal happen, happened 16 and 18 years ago, respectively. <laughs> I was there for the trophy presentation uh, when we went the whole season unbeaten. I was there for that game. We were 1-0 down at halftime and I was freaking out. But then we came back to win that game 2-1. That is winning it in style, madam. Anyway, congratulations to Liverpool. I mean, some of the shy talk. And now they're going on about, is this the greatest Premier League team of all time? No, it's not even the best Premier League team of the last three seasons. This Liverpool team is not as good as the City team from last season or the City team from the season before. Like, I love how, for some reason, everybody is going on about the great Liverpool team last year that finished second. We've got 97 points and we didn't win the league. Yeah, but because City were better. City got 98 points. That's how you win the league. It's unbelievable. There's a bit of a media bias with Liverpool that City won the league, but everyone still goes on about Liverpool. City won the league back to back. 198 points in two seasons. Anyway, um, congratulations to all the comedians that were involved in Comic Relief, RTE's Comic Relief. Um, <laughs> that was great fun, I have to say. Uh, comic Relief, if you're not listening in um, in Ireland, I don't think they do Comedy Relief in the States. I don't know, but they definitely do it in the UK. It's probably where it started. Comic Relief in the UK is a massive thing where they do a huge fundraiser, a big long-ass TV show, trying to get people to donate loads of money to various different charities and all that kind of stuff. And over the court, the TV shows like loads of comic relief, exactly, comic sketches, all that kind of stuff. So Ireland did theirs last Friday, and it was great crack. But the highlight for me, I don't know if you saw it, if you're living in Ireland, you can watch it on the RTE player, but they brought back The Den, which was a TV show for kids in the afternoon that we, well, like, that was my childhood growing up. Ray Darcy, Zig and Zag, Dustin, they didn't bring back Saki, but, oh, it was great crack. Great crack. Um, So, uh... Well done to everyone involved. Des and Joanne were on it as well. Um, uh, Joanne was great. Des had his big fro out. So well done to all of Neil Delamere. All the guys that I, loads of guys that I work with. It's great. It was great to see them all um, doing great stuff and great crack. And make a really fun show, even though everybody was sitting at home on Zoom calls. So fair play to you. My favorite bit was Colin O'Regan, actually. He did a brilliant bit on a quiz between three Cork celebrities as to how Cork are you. So we had Roy Keane, Donica O'Callaghan, and, oh God, I can't remember the woman's name, but she's the brilliant actor, comic actor, that's the mother in Young Offenders. So that was great crack. Learned all, uh, talking about all cork slang, like a bazaar. you get a bazaar at all, boy? Which is a haircut in cork. These are things that I don't even, there's so many of the, the expressions that came up that I didn't realize were cork expressions. Because I, you know, that was just the way we talked in cork. Tanora. I didn't realize Tanora was a Cork drink that it wasn't. You can't purchase Tanora outside of Cork. It's a, like a, a Satsuma. It's a fizzy drink made of Satsumas or Mandarins. I can't remember which one. Tanora. So well done to everybody who was involved in Comic Relief. Oh, yes. Yeah, Suzanne Kenny. Congratulations. I don't think she's finished yet. But shout out to Suzanne who is doing 100K this month, walking 100K because she got shin splints trying to run and she's given out to me. She's blaming me for some reason. It's not my fault, Suzanne, right? I told you to walk 
And But anyway, congratulations. Suzanne is smashing out 100k this month, raising money for Breast Cancer Ireland. So well done to you, Suzanne. I forgot to put this down in my show notes as well, but I will be running 100 miles in August. Running, not walking, Suzanne. I'll be running. <laughs> That's not terrible. <laughs> no, I will be running 100 miles in August for uh, the Matter Foundation, which is my local hospital here, the Matter Hospital. Um so you obviously want to be looking after your, your local hospital because if anything bad happens to the family, they have to look after us. But actually, when we moved here to Ireland, I think we were here about two months when we moved here from London, uh, my girlfriend had... It was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. I got such a fucking shock. I'm not even joking you. I woke up to the sound of uh, my my girlfriend screaming as if... I, honestly, I thought someone had attacked her. Like, this is at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. She was, like, screaming downstairs, fucking running downstairs, going, what is going on? She was bent over. We still actually don't know what happened. She had just had uh, given birth three months, two months previous, so it could have been something just related to that. But she couldn't move. She was in horrific pain. The ambulance came. We had... Uh, my daughter was, like, two, three months old, and, you know, she's screaming at this stage needs to be fed, they bring us to the hospital, and the nurses couldn't have been better, they're absolutely amazing, and um, yeah, it was just such a, such a stressful time, but the nurses were amazing, we actually didn't find out what it was, um, they thought it could have been kidney stones or something like that, but that she passed them anyway, who knows, but they were amazing, we were up there the whole night with my daughter and with um uh, we we got we got our own because we were in the A and E, but because we had a baby, they would put us in a separate room, and oh, they were so good. And um, yeah, that was fucking stressful. Woo! I'm sweating thinking about it. But anyway, I'm running a hundred miles to raise money for the Matter Foundation in August. And what's going to make that even harder is that I'm probably not going to be in Ireland for the majority of that. We have booked tickets to go back to see uh, family in Portugal. Um, hopefully it goes ahead. You never know with the situation, but we've got to go back. We are going back to Portugal. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be, I'm going to be running that 100 miles in uh, 30 degrees plus heat. Woo! I'm going to come back like such a skinny batch. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm going to put the link to the, the, the Facebook. If you want to donate uh, money to the Matter Hospital, uh, the Matter Foundation, I'll put the link to the descri- in the description to this podcast. Oh, yeah, and thank you to everybody who sent messages about last week's episode, about the episode with Iman. Um, it was a fantastic episode, and I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd enjoy it. Um, and Eman got loads of lovely messages, and like it's good to, to share the love. He's had a tough couple of weeks with everything that happened with Black Lives Matter, with the George Floyd death, and all that kind of stuff. And to have the conversation that we had and be able to have a laugh, but also kind of not necessarily we you know figure some things out, but kind of really realize the complexity of the situation. It was brilliant to do. It was brilliant for me to do. It really lit the fire under me to kind of talk about these things more and and how so much of the rhetoric of what's been going on out there in the world is just bullshit like it's isn't it funny how it's all died down on social media all of a sudden like the conversation has ended you know all the outrage on social media and posting and we need to do this and we need to do that and blah 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 and it's all the conversation like it's literally like fucking no one's talking about it in the last week it's crazy isn't it 
But it showed me the importance of continuously keeping up the conversation as part of your daily lives and to be to uh, as part of my daily life, sorry, and to, you know, keep aware of it. So thank you for all the lovely messages. It meant a lot to Eman to be able to have a conversation and to be to have a platform that people could listen to him on it. And uh, it, it genuinely makes him feel good, you know, and, and in, in a good way that that he's had a conversation with people about it. So thank you so much, and I'm glad you enjoy it, and I'll try to keep making more of that kind of stuff as well. That's all the, the notes, but, you know, I know you guys have missed it, so it's uh, it's time for some news. Some news that's not depressing. In what is probably my favourite headline of all time... This is on Fox News even reported on this. But then I was like, I need to get the original source to it here. And um, this is what a headline. Topless hero Jessica saves family from drowning in Cornwall. Now, what is interesting is that you know that this would never have made the papers. It would never have made the headline of the news if she did not have her ditties out. Isn't that, that's, that's the society that we're in today. That's what, what we're living in, is that it's not good enough that you've saved somebody's life from drowning. No, that's not news. Hold on a second. She had her titties out. Absolutely. <laughs> Headline news. So Fox News reported on it. I went to the original source of it, which is Cornwall Live. Ooh, are it's Ambrosier. Cornwall. I don't know if that's the accent from there. But wait till you hear this. Jessica Layton has been hailed a hero for saving a family of three while topless. <laughs> they just keep talking about her <laughs> having her boobies out. A woman from Cornwall is being hailed as a hero after saving a family from drowning while topless. As one of Jessica Layton's friends put it, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them don't even wear bikini tops. The 28-year-old from Penzance was sunbathing on Nature's Beach Pendin Vonder near Porth Kerno yesterday on July, well this is last week, on, Ju- on June the 23rd when the drama happened. She told Cornwall Live, it was just after 3pm and the tide was coming in. I decided to go for a final dip before going home. I was topless in the sea when I saw two young, I mean did she even put, did she say this? Was this part of the details? Is <laughs> She's been interviewed about how she saved someone's life, and she was like, "I was sunbathing, so then I went into the sea, and I had my, I had, I was topless." Like, why is that? Why did you start the sentence with "I was topless in the sea"? I mean, you know, you know what sells, don't you? I was topless in the sea when I saw two young women struggling to swim near rocks. Another member of the family ran in to help them, and she started struggling too. Jesus, I swam towards them and thought, "Oh shit." as I realized how strong the rip current was. I was struggling myself and they were panicking, which wasn't ideal in a situation like that. The incident involved two sisters and a cousin. I was going to tell them to float, (laughs) which is the best thing you can do in a rip current. Yeah, but they haven't all got floating ditties like you, Jessica. Though, like, I mean, uh, there is a picture of her here, and they're advertising on the side of this column, by the way, um, pictures of Salma Hayek with her boobies out. So this is just all... The internet is crazy, isn't it? There's a, there's a, here we are reading an article about a woman who's topless, and then, there, then the link on the side is, if you like that, you're going to like this. Salma Hayek's daughter is probably the most be- beautiful woman that's ever existed. Oh, my God. 
I was going to tell them to float, which is the best thing you can do in a rip current, but they were panicking so much that wouldn't have worked. So I said, hold on to these. No, she didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were all holding hands, so I grabbed one of their hands and pulled them all onto the beach. You make that sound very easy. Jessica, who is a performer... Oh. <laughs> in Cornwall's popular Rogue Theatre... That's a fancy name for a strip club, Jessica. Oh, no, he didn't. I'm sorry, I take it back. That was very sexist, Stephen. Sorry. Cornwall's popular rogue theatre added, One of the women said, Aren't you strong? Afterwards. <laughs> what? Who writes this? <laughs> Afterwards, I'm not sure where the strength came from. The actor and singer is a regular on the nudist beach. Why is this important? Like... What are you trying to do? do does, uh, does this nudist beach make money from people going down there? Are you advertising the poor woman's going to try go down there sunbathing with her ditties out? And like half of... Th- if Fox News has been told... If Fox News are reporting on this, you're going to have Americans coming over for the holidays to see Jessica's ditties. The actor and singer is a regular on the nudist beach and says people watching her rescue may have seen a lot more. Unfortunately, I just put my bikini bottoms on before it happened. It's a classic, of course. I was going to be topless when something like this happens. She said the family were grateful for her heroic actions and asked if she was a lifeguard. (laughs) Yeah, in Baywatch. (laughs) Oh, sweet Lord. I was very excited to do the interview, the chat, the conversation that we had today with Gavin Byrne. Now, a lot of you out there will have not have heard of Gavin Byrne, but he is an ultra runner from Dublin and he is repping Ireland big time in events all around the world, but he has achieved some crazy things in ultra running. Now, you know, we've been talking about running on and off the podcast for the last few months. And uh, a few weeks ago, I did the piece on Jim Walmsley, who is like, I think he's the, the top ranked ultra runner in the world. The interview I did about how he, he got into, into um, the interview analysis that I did about how he got into ultra running and the mental health issues and why he got into it. And over the course of kind of hanging around certain run shops and people texting me on Instagram and saying you should talk to um, such and such a person, Gavin Byrne's name kept coming up. So I got in touch with Gavin and he said he'd be up for it we had a chat on the phone and then he, he invited me over to his gaff and we sat down to do um to, to have the conversation now there's loads of you who will be professional runners or um, elite runners out there or lots of running fans out there who will be listening to this and you're going to laugh at a lot of the fuck-ups that I make okay but as if I didn't do my re- research I did do my research okay it's just that I'm not I'm not I'm not in that world okay so give me a break I mean to be fair Gavin gives me plenty of shit over the course of the conversation for not knowing x y and z and I do make a couple of fuck-ups but I'm a comedian right and all that I'm in interested in on this show is talking to someone like Gavin and trying to figure out what is going through your head when you're doing 200 kilometer long races when you're going through mountains for you know 24 hours like what is going through your head how is that fun how is that enjoyable what you'll hear in this conversation is that Gavin is it seems to be a a common thread with lots of ultra runners I don't quite know But it seems that they're pretty laid back people like Gavin is chilled out and it's really cool to listen to somebody who does such amazing feats but kind of was like yeah wasn't wasn't that big of a deal just went for a jog you know 
<laughs> Thank you so much to Gavin again for uh, for doing this. Um, he's a really cool guy, and he's actually invited me out for a run with him, so I don't know if I'm scared or what, if I'll do it or what, but um, he's achieved some amazing things. Um, apologies for the mistakes that I do make in this conversation, but it's all part of the crack. This conversation is up in full on YouTube for you to watch as well. Just go, uh, I'll put the link in the description to this podcast. But anyway, give it up for an amazing dude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gavin Byrne. Gavin, thank you so much for having me into your beautiful gap. Pretty exotic. This is the most exotic podcast that I've ever done in front of a flower bed and everything. Thanks for having me, man. No, but I'm serious. Thanks for having me too. So we we've never met before, which is like one like a, a first on the podcast. Well, it's not a first in the podcast, but it's a first like cool interaction. I know you through the Wicklow Round film Egg Chocta Wallia. And uh, you are now officially the. You're still the the record holder for the Wicklow Round. Yeah, yeah, I have the FKT for the Wicklow Round. What's yeah. FKT now? FKT, sorry, fastest known time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to teach me all about yeah, this terminology slang, about yeah. that. Well, that's about it. That's all the terminology <laughs> there is. So, uh, can you, I suppose to start out because we've been talking about running a lot on the podcast. So you start. Out, how did you get into running in the first place? Because did you start off with trail running or? Um, I suppose uh, it was in about it was about 2013. Um, I, I, I just was bored one day and decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for a run. Um, and then I just started doing a bit of jogging in May and June, just out of boredom. And eventually, then, do you remember Helen back? Did you ever hear of Helen back? It's like it's like a mud kind of thing. Yes, yeah, sorry, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, oh, I'll do that for the crack. So this is a run through like this. Uh, uh, tell us about that. Is that like tough, tough mother or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, exactly. Okay. So like you're jumping over fences through barbed wire and all that right. shit. Horrible stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So I started doing that. That was the first. I did that. I was like, this is a bit of crack actually. <laughs> so I was really getting into running then. I was really enjoying it. It's great for your mental health. It was just, it was just great to do. So then, that was in 2013, and then. I just decided to sign up for Dublin Marathon then. I had no experience in running, no one training me or anything. You didn't even, did you know anybody in running? Did no, you I didn't even know anyone. Right. I used to run or anything. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So I signed up for Dublin Marathon the last day before a close. So uh, now it sells out, but at the time in 2013 it didn't sell out. Right. So, uh, and then I did the Dublin Marathon, that was quite successful. And then from then on then I just When you say quite successful. Well, I ran it quite easy, like, because... I was just I go go for a jog uh, yeah. and just run around. So I was able to run the whole thing without stopping. So I managed to get around in three hours thirty one. So that was wow bad for me. That's first, very good for my first marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was your training like for that? Like what that was, was it? it? There was no training. It was just <laughs> it was just running, maybe five days a week. Just there was no like really easy type thing like around. So around you're not the block you're not stuff. doing your your. Four easy days, a long run on a Sunday, and a tempo day. No, or I didn't anything. know anything. I think I did one long run before it, like, but it was generally just um, just go for ten k after work. I wasn't even recording because um, right. I didn't have GPS watches or, or yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or of course, I did. I didn't even know about Strava or anything. Strava like. or your heart, your heart rate or any of that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was just running for 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 enjoyment. And so, 
you sign up to the Dublin Marathon, you don't like did at any point do you kind of go, I should join an athletics club or anything like that? Yeah, or? I think a few few months later then, or maybe even a year later, I joined a club down the road there, right? Called the Noor Harriers, right? And I done started to learn how to train with them, but then I didn't really like club atmosphere, so I kind of and plus I worked started working shift, right? So I just uh, I just kind of phased away from from club running is it true i'm not saying i'm not saying that it's true of where you went to the club there but i hear the ru- rumor has it that the vibe between um runners on track and and road are very different to the trail running crew like it's a different type of people um some people might say that the track guys are are kind of arseholes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not you Gavin I'm not putting those words in the, your mouth the, but it's a different culture there's probably yeah there's definitely a degree of truth in it with, with club running it's all about chasing times or chasing positions or, or, or beating the other club or whatever but with trail running it's just about going out and having the crack and having a few points after or really yeah, okay yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, so yeah. so you the Dublin Marathon 331 that's pretty that's pretty fucking amazing to start off with have you by the way any athletic background before that like no no that's, I get that question I ask, get asked that question all the time no I haven't none at all like I, I before 2013 the only sport I participated in was a uh, golf so I used right. to I used to play with the golf society and work I wasn't too bad at it but it wasn't great so that's kind of played that for a few years and eventually I had to pack it in because I just couldn't do both, you know. Yeah. So running and golf. So that's the only the only bit. So of there's sport. no like no football, no fi- nah, no teams or nothing, nah, nothing nah. wrong. Played a bit of under sixteen football, but yeah, like, I wasn't serious about it. I wasn't competitive. I only played it kind of here and there. You're originally from Palmerstown. Palmerstown, yeah. So like, uh, what was it like growing up there? There was not none of that kind of growing up around trail running. None of that kind of stuff. There was, it was no just a running. There was a, it was a bit of a GAA town, but I didn't. Right. I didn't participate too much but uh yeah they're now running at all really now and not that f- i was involved yeah in it. Like and maybe and there was and in your fam <laughs> in your family there was no one doing anything no 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 running so at all my dad was into a bit of hill walking all right rights, yeah okay not serious not too serious but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, i remember going on walks with him yeah when i was like tiny yeah yeah uh, so by the time you start doing that how what age are you when you do that first marathon <laughs> 26 right. 26 yeah just signed 26. up and and you do a bit of the the trail the track join the athletic club joined yeah and and decided not for you so how does the trail because apparently is am i completely wrong here the trail running is a relatively new thing in ireland or like not completely new but the the boom of i suppose in the last few years is kind of yeah well it's been around a, um, a long time i don't know how long have no idea, but in definitely in the last few years, even I can see from when I started, the numbers have increased right, over the okay. last three and four years, right. huge, yeah. So especially with the ultra running, but even in the short distance, the seven eight k, like some some of the races are capped at like two hundred, say. Um, now oh, two hundred people, two hundred people, like two hundred k, like not <laughs> going longer than two hundred k. Yeah, they're the uh, Wicklow Mountains <laughs> yeah. numbers or what the national park numbers. Right. So the people are getting turned away now, where that didn't happen before. Wow. And in the competition, I find myself dropping down in positions in the short distance because oh. it's getting more competitive. You know. Okay. It's only in recent times. Like. Talk to us a little bit about the difference between those short distance ones and the longer distance ones. Like it's it's a it's a very different ball game, isn't it? Yeah, it is completely different. When you do a short distance race, like you cannot get your breath. It's just like flat out. Okay, like, just seven, burn eight, yourself. Yeah, you're, like I've struggled with them, but um, I do enjoy them because I, I use them as training. Okay, and then with the long distance, 
you're just nice and easy for uh, how many hours I don't know yeah yeah from anywhere from 6 to fucking 26 so it's a different <laughs> it's a different type of like engine that you have in yeah the, uh, versus I suppose the difference between a marathon runner and someone who, who does the 5000 on the track a, exactly, li- a little yeah, bit yeah yeah, yeah. so the eight ten k's are just like blowing out. Fuck, you can't breathe. And then, you, but you like the the wickler round. Like, how many k is that? It's a it's about it. There's no real figure on it because um, it say I'd say about 115. Could be anywhere between 110, 120. Right. Okay. If you don't get lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get me facts out here. Right. There. <laughs> Just so every so everybody knows what the, exactly the wicker around is, but also what you've achieved here, right? The rules of the wicker wicklow round, ladies and gentlemen, is it's a looped course covering 26 peaks. So that's 26 mountains, right? Basically, totaling over 100k and over 6,000 meters climb as well, which Mount Everest is 8,000 around that point. So it's by the time you've gone up and down that many times, it's a serious climb, <laughs> and you have to do it inside 24 hours. Is the rules? Um, and here are uh, here. There's also very strict rules to complete the Wicklow round. Competitors may run solo or in groups. Um, all members have to carry their own gear, and you have you are self-propelled. You can't. <laughs> it's a funny rule to put no, in there. No, that's for um, that. What that rule is is if you're doing it with three people. Yeah. So I, I've seen it in adventure racing that you could you could tie a rope to your back and then pull 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 the slower one up the hill with you. I'd no imagine. way. I think that's what it's about. Jesus. I okay. Done it in a team, but, but you didn't do it with a team. You did it on your own. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, in adventure racing, I think they do that kind of thing. To so someone's knackered; they just get they're getting dragged yeah, along yeah. by a rope. <laughs> 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 um, it is against the rules of the round for a group to split up or to allow different pace uh, group members to compete uh, to complete in different times. It is against the rules of the event to have any pacing runner or navigational support or personal accompany, uh, to personally accompany them during the round at any stage. So you're not allowed to use anything to navigate. You're not allowed to use your phone. No. No Google Maps. No, no, no. I only <laughs> co- I'm only map and compass. That's it. You, yeah, map a map and, and a compass, yeah. and that is it. So then there's all sorts of rules here later on as well, that you're not allowed to go around the course earlier on and lay markers for yourself. You're no. not allowed to leave any food out there or any of that kind of stuff. Um like that is crazy, man. So, so, like, so how do you even pace yourself? How do you, are you allowed to keep a stopwatch? You can keep a stopwatch. stopwatch. Yeah, it's no okay. problem. Like, um, yeah, you can keep a stopwatch just to record the time or whatever. Um, and then you're meeting people at at your crossroads, so you have a crew. Yeah, they would support it or unsupport it. So. But it's very specific as well where they're allowed to be, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you're crossing one section, you hit a road. Yeah, and you meet them at the, at road points. That's it. So, and then when you cross the next section, you can meet them at the road point again. So yeah, I mean, you might see them depending who you are. You might see them every <laughs> two to three hours, or you right. might see them. Every four or five. Is it the same point that you're crossing all the time? There's no, no, no. Okay, it's a massive loop, so there'll be a couple of roads. I think maybe five five times you see them. Right, okay. Like and that. does it also say something about you're not allowed to carry your own food with you, or you are allowed to carry your own food? No, what was that saying is if you're doing it... Um, you're not allowed like leave stash food in in the bushes yes. or whatever. On all just that kind of only your crew can have to have the stuff for you, and you can carry food. Yeah, and carry whatever you want. Just and don't hide it around. You're allowed to carry a stopwatch, but you're, are you allowed to carry a pacer or, or like to tell you how fast you're going? Your cadence, right? Like the GPS watches, um, like what you're wearing, is that allowed? That's that's one rule they haven't actually clarified yet. Right. Okay. I didn't wear one, but 
having having a, having a watch, in my opinion, like with with with, with your distance and time on it, that's a, a navigational um, like assistance. But like, yeah, I mean, the rail's not there. Like once you're not like using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recording your time or whatever. Okay. But so how do you know if... Because you, you hold it... So the rule is, just so everybody understands it, they used to do these 26 peaks, over 100k, um, 600 meters of climbing. You have to do it in under 24 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I looked at the list of people. There's there's not... It's not a huge list of that people that have actually <laughs> completed it, is it? What is it? Maybe 15? I don't know. how many. Um, 30-something. 30-something people. Two have people did it last weekend. They actually got it. I heard. Well, no, one of them was one, ten minutes. Yeah, over. ten minutes late. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> Some poor fucker started a run at two a.m. to do this Wicklow round, and he doesn't. He he. Ten minutes. Ten past two. Ten think. past two. Graham. Graham. I know Graham. Poor He's Graham. So poor Graham. Sorry, Graham. <laughs> ten minutes <laughs> over the twenty-four hours, yeah. and so it doesn't count. So you have to finish inside twenty-four hours. But let's 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 have a fucking right here, Gavin. You d- you did it in fifteen hours, the record. Fifteen hours, four minutes and thirty seconds. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was yeah quite a surprise even for me. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when you when you go and you look, so this this is where I came across Gavin was in the movie Egg Chocto Wallia, which is an amazing movie, and I'll pu- I'll put a, a link to it in the description. Um, well, it's following a guy called Paddy, who's a guy from Wexford. Paddy O'Leary, yeah. Paddy O'Leary, yeah. who's living in San Francisco at the time, I think. He's living in San Francisco now, So yeah, he's still yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he travels home to do this Wicklow Round. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely movie. It follows exactly what the Wicklow Round is, the challenges of it, and all that kind of stuff. Community and crack. Yeah, it really is. It's about the community. It's Absolutely. not even about the Wicklow Round, even though it's most of the film. But yeah. It's more about the community for um, trail running in Ireland. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, g- gives a beautiful picture of it all, and everybody is so supportive of each other. It's mad. <laughs> it's uh, well, you don't, you just, you don't, you don't kind of see it that much because it's such a crazy thing. But it's like this bond. If you're trying this thing, like people have your back, you know. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, people yeah. don't even mind like the whole breaking of each other's records. It, it doesn't no, matter. No, no. Everyone wants. Everyone wants people to. To, to do better or beat the record like I can't wait till somebody comes out and says I'm going to have a bash and beat Gav's record at least try like, yeah. or, or, or put it out there like, and say I want to beat the record and because it, it'd be great to watch like, yeah you know, that's it'd be an amazing piece of work to watch yeah. because that's the thing the people that were there supporting Paddy in the movie were guys that had records before they, they had completed before they're all there supporting him and you were there supporting yeah, I was him there. yeah yeah <laughs> And there's a funny moment in the film where uh, Paddy says to to Gav, next time, wh- wh- are you going to try and attempt it? And you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, kind of thing. Maybe try for sub-16. And, yeah. and I asked you on the phone already, at that point, did you know that you could do the sub-16? No, we didn't really know. We didn't really know. We're like, No, we did, definitely didn't know we'd do sub-16. Definitely didn't know. But it was, it could could be done. We We, we, we did discuss it, me, Paddy. We stayed here before you went home, and and the film crew. We all crashed here in the gaff, like right. had a few beers, and we definitely talked about it. So, right, we didn't know whether it could be done, but it was discussed. Like, what are the elements that are going into it that make you know that you could have that you could have even done it beforehand, or like, have you been running this yeah, yeah this yeah. loop for a while? Is yeah, it? no, I knew I could do it. Like, I knew I could get. I done so. What 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 drew me to it was there was a guy that came over in 2018. Um, there's another film you should actually watch that one as well. Who's that one? Um, so his name's Joe McConaughey. His nickname's String Bean. So every, so we call him the String Bean. Right. So the String Bean came over in 2018 from Boston. 
He right. landed like on I don't know what day it was, like a t- Friday or something. Yeah, and he done it on a Saturday and broke the record like by an hour or something. He is he interviewed in the Ick Chalk to Wall? Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I saw him. Is, yeah. yeah. So he broke the record by an hour, and that was in 2018. So that's that got me thinking. Then I'm gonna. F- he got off the plane yesterday, and he broke the fucking record, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna break the record. And he's never been down there before, no, either, has no, he? Yeah. No. So I think if within a few days of him breaking record, I got out on the route and started looking around. So then, over the next year or so, I was out there. Any bit of free time I had, I was out walking the route, running the route. Just looking for the best lines, the best from point to point. So I spent probably a year of a year of studying it, studying it, studying maps and walking around. Not every day, but you know when I could. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. So did you b- still bring the map and the compass out with you, or were you just like, I yeah, know what no, I'm doing? Boom. No, I always on the recce's. That's what we call them, a recce. Mm. Um, I don't know whether you know that terminology. <laughs> a recce. By the way, he g- this guy gave me shit about the last episode with Anna Harding. He was like, "I can't believe you never even heard of the park run for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't a clue. <laughs> yeah, so a recce is when you go around the route before, of course, yeah, yeah. before thing. So, um, but what was but the question again? Yeah, but sorry, no, but when you were on the actual, when you were attempting yeah. the record, did you have the map and compass? I with had you? the map and compass with me, and I always had the compass in my hand. But I never used the map. So what I did before, ah. what I did before, I wrote down. Um, they're called bearings. I don't know what you know. Yeah. So I wrote down my bearings all on a little piece of paper. Catch your bearings. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down my bearings on a little paper. So each summit I got, even though I knew the way, yeah. I still adjusted my bearing and and just went. So every summit I adjusted it, even though I could see and knew the way, I still just kept it. So you're just it. slightly directing which way you're supposed just to which go. Which way is I it? meant to go? Yeah. So right. I had little tiny notes. And a little tiny piece of paper. Right, okay. And, and just went every time, you know. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, or it is like orienteering skills are kind of like oh, in this kind of thing. Yeah, it's a navigation challenge okay. more than a running challenge. So it's, it's more navigation than it is an actual race. Yeah, yeah, it's fifty-fifty. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Yeah. And so, what's going through? What have you ever run that long before? That's the other thing. Like, have you ever done like a fifteen-hour race or a twenty-four-hour oh, yeah, race yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The, the longest was in. Uh, so the longest race in Ireland, the longest foot race. Well, I'm pretty sure it is is the Kerry Way. That's uh, a two hundred kilometer loop. Jesus. Yeah. So I didn't I even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling you wouldn't. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but I have heard of Strava as well, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Um, I did that in twenty twenty eighteen. Yeah. So that's in September twenty eighteen. Right. So I did that, uh, and it took me twenty six hours, like twenty six something, long long day, and it's pissed rain for like. At least like twenty of them, twenty six hours. Oh my god! Out Kerry. So I managed to finish that, and I was lucky enough to finish first. What? Yeah. So I didn't know you were on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did two hundred kilometers. It's very yeah, hard. I finished first. We're doing that again this year. That's that's what I'm training for now. So right, okay. So I'm looking forward to that this year. Cause how do you train for something like that for two hundred kilometers? How do you like? What is it? is it? Just running a lot each week? Is it like? Um, Good question. I suppose I just do no more different than an average marathon plan, except for I try and do as much as of it in the hills. Half the times I'm just winging it, to be honest. Like I'm just out there. It, like it's not about the running, even for me. It's just about getting out and en- enjoying the hills, enjoying just going for a run around the park. Like I'm not too arsed about times or whatever. Like so just I'm just lucky enough as well to be able to do it. Like uh, yeah. without having to train, insane. 
Yeah. So I do about 100k a week, so 120k a week most weeks. Right. Maybe a little bit more sometimes. But a lot, 50% of that will be off-road, up in the hills, you know? Up in the hills. Yeah. And lo- lots of climbing, lots of steep stuff? Or yeah. 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 Not too steep. Steep enough. Like, the Kerryway isn't too steep, so I don't need to do anything too steep. And and when you're going through that, is there a strategy? Is there a, is there a like, I'm going to go fast at this point, or I'm going to, like ease off here are you watching heart rates or pace yeah I think the best strategy for that kind of stuff is don't take off too hard at the start like when we did the carry way in 2018 at the start started I think 6 or 7am whatever but everyone took off like a rocket like and I'm kind of looking around what the fuck is everyone doing everyone was gone like yeah 200k to go 200k like and everyone's like (laughs) like if it's a fucking 5k race like but uh eventually then so i just sat back nice and easy and just picked people off throughout the day and eventually got into that the must lead. be gas it that is, must be gas like food. literally going past them slowly and they can't fucking yeah, do it because you're yeah, just taking yeah. it easy but then I, I did have a disaster the last 20 or 30k my feet got so wet like uh it's just like stick skin to life like um so i was kind of limping limping the last so 30 you're ripping your feet open yeah, doing yeah, it yeah they were like swollen they were like twice the size what? 10 toenails came off what they're yeah. all oh, <laughs> fucking hell i could barely get my shoe off they were so swollen like so what so what do you do in that situation you take them off and change change gear well, or? no see like i wasn't planning to i had to fuck all equipment with me and i hadn't <laughs> i was due new pairs of runners but i hadn't bought any um so and i wasn't planning to do the carry way like i'd done a 24 hour adventure race two weeks before the carry way and i got chatting to a few lads down there they were like oh the carry way is great so then I, they got me thinking they got me thinking, oh, maybe I should do the carry away. So 10 days before the race, I rang the race director, got a number off the internet. Um, <laughs> her name is Eileen. And I was like, <laughs> ringing her. I was like, and I was like, I was hoping she'd say no, but I was like, Eileen, uh, any chance you have any entries going for the carry away, um, the 200? Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, I do. I have. Yeah, somebody just dropped out. And I was just like, fuck, now I have to go down. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid the money. I went down and I entered. And... Yeah, and like I was still like, I was still recovering from the twenty-four hour adventure race. Yeah, um, two weeks before. But where was that? That was in Kerry as well. That was in Kerry yeah, as well, Kerry, right? Yeah, yeah. Quest twenty-four. Like, so it came second in that. Like, but that it only took me fifteen hours, which was grand as well. So it wasn't like I was out there for twenty-four, <laughs> just fifteen. But how are you doing? The like, like you're. Uh, how are you, are you going much faster than everybody, or or what is it that like? Like yeah. if it's a twenty-four hour race, it's going to t- obviously it's there's a reason why the twenty-four hours the cutoff point because it's very hard to stay within twenty-four hours, and you're doing it in all, nearly ten hours quicker than everybody else. Ah, uh, well, no, it, it would be scattered. Like not many people would have. Um, most people finished. I actually have no idea what the DNF or the did not finish race did was. Did not finish. Yeah, did not finish. <laughs> right. Um, I actually don't know how many finished in that one. But now, now we all kind of stuck together on the bike and stuff. I just got better on the running section. Right. I was first in that race for a long time in the quip, but I had never, I hadn't sat in a kayak in about a year, and there's like a 10k kayak. Oh and, wow! And I'd lost all my positions in the kayak. Okay. Yeah. So, what so it's all do? the upper body strength. You have to so have all that as well. It. Anything to do with water sports, I'm a terrible <laughs> swimming, swimming, uh, anything, anything, jumping, diving, swimming. What do you think it is that so you the car- the carry away the two hundred k you win that your feet are falling off you, and yeah. uh, have you got a crew helping you on that by the way? No, it didn't. We so me and my mate Duncan drove down like on Thursday. The race was on Friday, starting on Friday, so we had nothing like, and we drove up from Dublin, picked him up in Bray, and we drove up from Dublin, 
and like we didn't even have dinner the day before. I think we were eating like. From, you ever see them centres down in the country that yeah. are like like b- bistro bars? Type yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of jam. You can get a, get, get, get a carvery in the plastic. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So we oh. had that for uh, dinner, and then pitched the tent like, and then uh, it was just we had a few little drop bags, but not much. Duncan didn't even have anything with him. I had like two packets of jellies, and I had to give him one because he didn't have anything. Oh my god. <laughs> So uh, we had a few bits through around the course, but not a not a, not a hell of a lot. Like no, and we and and that and you and you still managed to win the fucking thing. Yeah, That's mental. We had no shoes. So I could have done with a spare pair of socks. Uh, shoes. Definitely, but it sounds. Uh, I didn't. How long does it take your feet to recover before you can go running after that? I took a while. That one, a month at least. But it took the. It takes the body even longer. Like it takes until you're feeling probably. I wouldn't even do any running, maybe for a month after, and then maybe something really easy, bit of walking, like, and then eventually, eventually it comes back. Then he could come back to good, um, good form. So your your body does go into a bit of trauma then after ah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Tired, fatigued, like waking up in the middle of the night and stuff. You'd be, yeah, it's, it's waking up while having pains or yeah, you do, I don't know. It's an, I think it's an ultra runner thing that you just kind of start waking up at like fucking. 4 a.m. and stuff and right. uh, can't sleep or that's what happens to me and anyway and now it happens to one or two others but I know it's happened to me a little bit when I've done a bit of running but I can't imagine what it's <laughs> like <laughs> like on that level sometimes I do find it hard to go to sleep if I'm yeah. too tired or something if the body's too sore too tired or whatever like that but yeah. Jesus so you win the carry away and so you've so you've done bits and pieces before you've gone you've done things like that before doing the Wickler round. Mm. So the Wickler round is a lot less intimidating then. You've kind of broken the back of that. Well, kind of stuff. the difference with the Wickler round is the Kerryway is a trail. It's a marked trail and it's it's rough in sections, but most of the time it's fairly, fairly runnable. All of it's fairly runnable, actually. But um, whereas with the Wickler round, you're kind of going up and down. There's no real trail. There's little trails here and there, but there's no, um, there's no like... Like it's all kind of rough. The whole thing is kind of pretty much rough. Ninety percent of it's rough. Yeah, there's a lot of like going through Open heather stuff. and yeah, 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 and all, all that, that kind of stuff. And ferns and all that shit. To be, be a bite the bloody legs off you, I could see. Yeah, it rips the legs off you. Yeah, and I haven't been in it in a while. And so when you do something like that, like because you're not sleeping at all doing these these long runs either, are you? No, no, I, I wouldn't. I've never had to sleep in a race, but I've never done anything kind of too much more than twenty four hours. So I know with the, some of the lads with the multi day stuff. Um, they do have little naps here and there, like, um, but I haven't done any of them racing yet. I've seen uh, what is the name of the one, the Barkley Marathon. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you any? But for those of you who don't know, the Barkley Marathon is like bloody. It's hell, isn't it? It's like a horrible kind of course that is set out by this mad guy who it changes the course Laz, changes every yeah. year Laz yeah. yeah the course changes every year you have to find bits of books along books the way take a page take a it, page yeah. out of the book and it's like it's four days if you complete it sometimes or what something like it? that I'm not too sure what to complete um, not many people complete it so I'm yeah. not too, I think it's like a 26 mile loop they say they say it's 20 mile yeah. it takes takes days and it takes it, or I think it's four loops. I think that's what four, it is. Five loops, or five, five loops, five is loops yeah, to complete loops, the whole five thing. Five loops, yeah, but, but not many people finish. But it breaks people, man, doesn't yeah, it? Most of the time, no one finishes. Yeah, any. yeah. Would I like to do that? I suppose I would at some stage. But really? But I'd have to work a bit more on on the old nav skills because it seems tricky enough to find the 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 books because they're fucking like hidden everywhere. Yeah, he hides them in mad places. <laughs> you have to go through a tunnel under an old prison, an old prison and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. as well. 
can't remember what it's called. It looks absolutely free. Yeah, something like the Berkeley Marathons is something that you would actually like to do. You're supposed to do UTMB as well. As yeah, we're supposed to do UTMB this year, this September, but it's cancelled because of the coronavirus. So, so that's that's Mount Blanc, isn't it? The Ultra Trail of Mont Blanc, yeah. How many kilometres is that one? I think it's 171 kilometres. I've yeah. watched videos of that now as well, and that looks like... Well, that. it's not even about the distance. It's more the climbing. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, up, it's up for fucking ages. Yeah. We don't really have that stuff here. Like. Yeah, we don't have that kind <laughs> of kind of, kind of so. height here. I watched the uh, the documentary online of the three Aussie lads doing that one, and it nearly killed the three. Really? But one fella doesn't finish it. But they look like average Joe lads as well that yeah. really worked really hard to get to it. And one fella just did not like did not get to the end, but it really breaks you. What do you think is the enjoyment that people are getting out of the ultra running? Like when you put yourself through so much pain, you like your feet have fallen off at certain points, twenty four hours, you can't sleep properly for a month afterwards and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kinda of, but you you absolutely love doing it. There's not no yeah. point are you thinking to yourself, I think I'm done with this running malarkey. No. You're never thinking uh, that it's 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 a question that no one knows the answer to that. <laughs> no, for me I like the adventure of it, just like because well, first like you can do it, like if you've the ability to do it, like fuck it, do it. Like but I just like you're covering so much ground. You're going to so many places in so little time. Like so where it would take people weeks to hike that. You're yeah. doing it in, in 24 hours. Like yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like a lot of it's in the dark. But I just like love getting out there um, for the adventure. Dude, I don't know why we do it. But is there an element of liking because you challenge? Yeah, the challenge of it. But you also like obviously have a lot of mates in it. Is there an element of liking the solid, solitary element of it as well? If you're out doing it on your um, own. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you do like the solitary element. Yeah. But it's good doing it with mates as well. But yeah. Like, I did the other event last year in the UTMB. It's called the TDS. Right. So it's like 140k, but it's still like 10,000 metre of climbing. Like. Right, wow. So uh, that was just as hard, I think. Probably as hard as the UTMB. I never did the UTMB, but apparently it's it's just as hard. So how long did that take you? That took me 23 hours. Yeah, 23 20, hours? 23 hours, yeah. But I was surprised because like, there's a couple of 2,000 people that entered that. I was surprised how much time I spent alone. I thought to be loads of people. Right. I was actually on my own for ages. Yeah. For because, ages. because you're probably out ahead again, Gavin. Uh, I was, no, in them kind of races, you're, it's very hard to be near the front. Like they're like you're racing against all the Italians and their friends. They're the best of the best. So and the Americans, like, but um, I did finish thirty one. So it was twenty ninth mile, thirty one overall. So. That's amazing. Still, like out of yeah, no, two thousand people, I, I was I was delighted with that. Yeah, that was like. Is there ambitions? Because uh, I saw like there was like the world. Tra- I'm probably going to get this wrong as well. So sorry, Gavin. The world like <laughs> trail. The world championships were in Argentina and Patagonia. Was yeah. it like l- this year or last year? Last 2019. La- 2019. Yeah. That's yeah, right. November. And Ireland had a few runners in that as well. Like so, we like we do do well in the old. I was in it. You were in it. <laughs> 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 I had no idea you were in that. <laughs> Fuck. But this is the thing about this is the thing about trail running. Like you can't just bloody find yeah. like if I Google Gavin Byrne, all this shit doesn't come up. I didn't no. realise you were in that as well. There's a lot of Gavin Burns out there. Not many Gavin Burns trail runners. I don't think there's any. No, but, but it's uh, like it's not hard to like you don't have a website where I can find all this shit as well. Like in a, the uh, Irish Mountain Runners. It's not it's not great. I'm not no, gonna lie to you, it's not a great website, <laughs> Gavin. It's not needs a little bit of updating, do you know what I mean? It was only <laughs> updated a few months ago. <laughs> um but uh, so I didn't realize you're in that. So you're up yeah. there with Jim Walmsley and all those uh, lads. Yeah, Jim Walmsley, Hayden Hawks, um, Paddy. Paddy done quite well. Our our, our man, Paddy O'Leary. Like, right, Paddy was in as well. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, and he didn't go as well as he wanted to. Um, but like, I was miles behind. Like I was like, I think there was 
80 something finisher I was like 70 something so that's what happens in the world championship it's also that was it seemed a lot like to what you guys are used to it was a lot of it it was a lot shorter wasn't it and quicker it was, it was a yeah for me for what I'm used to yeah it was yeah. 42k so we did a qualifying race for for for, for that so I done well in the quali- so we qualified through that race you know yeah so yeah it was and plus like yeah no I just didn't feel like I was in good form there at all but I was happy enough to finish in good form what do you mean what what kind of well, it was it's a long old flight to old Patagonia. <laughs> That's my mo- my mom's from there, you know. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so my mom's yeah. from, and I've been down to Patagonia, and yeah, even class. when you get to Argentina, it's another fucking yeah, trek yeah, to get yeah. down to Patagonia. Yeah, plus w- uh, one of our flights was cancelled, so we were stuck t- twenty four hours in an uh, in an airport there, and I uh, can't think of the name. Of it. Was it Buenos Aires or, or another airport? I think it, was uh, it might be San Carlos de Bariloche or something down south. That or something was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were stuck there for like twenty four hours or something. Right. So. Yeah, and then I'd had a good, I'd a big year racing, so I was just fatigued, kind of going there. Mm. But uh, it was a good trip, though. Amazing to represent, <laughs> re- represent yeah. your country. Amazing. Yeah. So. How does um? So what's the like? Because you you work a day job. Yeah, yeah. Does this does this ever become a thing in your head that you're like, I just want to do running for work, or like you know, nah, do the full time thing? Or no, I I won't get, I won't I won't be at that level. Like I just I'd rather just work a normal job and do the running for enjoyment. Like yeah. yeah. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to work uh, as many days. Like yeah. everyone wishes that, I think. And what is work like with that? Like, do they kind of go like, uh, "Here, do you mind have a couple of extra days off to go and represent Ireland?" Is yeah, like, no, they make me use my actual holidays. Like, but I have to. Jeez, he won't be naming names who he works uh, for. <laughs> I feel like saying it. <laughs> we won't. But uh, it's a semi-state company. <laughs> we want to be having words with Leo about this. Let the man go represent Ireland and not use his bleeding holidays. <laughs> but to be fair, if you were to, if you were not to use your holidays right for going on your trail running every year, there probably wouldn't be a lot of uh, like the amount of times you're going to be away. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So I do have yeah, so. Yeah, so I'd have loads of holidays spared in. But then I could go on my holidays. Is that what you mean? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. But you'd probably go running on your holidays anyway, would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose when we went to Chamonix last year, that was um, that was running. That was a holiday and, and a race and, and a bit of running. Like, yeah, so kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, the World Championships, you actually, you know, you know, you know Seth J- James Damore, he's a, like a real big YouTuber, basically. He was on the American team, actually. He was right. uh, competing for the US on... Is there, there was a team day and there was an individual day, was it, or something like that? Or he no, was, no. Or was it two different length of races? Yeah, so you yeah, have sorry. the classic distance, which is about 16k. Right. And then you have the the, the, the long the distance, which is 42k. Yeah, so he was, I think he was just doing the, the classic one. But, um, but he was at one point. He was in the canteen with his with his camera. He goes, "There's the Ireland team behind me." That was probably you sitting down there having your rice krispies. Probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is there not a, like because there's one element to you is like I just love getting out there. I love enjoying being out in nature, having the crack on that level. But there's a fucking competitive element uh, to you as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You represent your country. Like yeah. if you're going there, which you're wearing your Ireland gear, you want to go like you want to do. Want to be fucking knocking the Yanks off their perch now. Yeah, that's very hard to do. <laughs> 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 I it won't is. be doing that anytime. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Paddy, Paddy has a f- Paddy does goods, and then we have another in the shortest and Sarah, Sarah McCormick. I saw her. Sa- yeah, yeah. She Sack. did very well, didn't she? Yeah, and then Sack Hanna does quite well as well. He's up in Northern Ireland, so right. He's class as well. So and all the other the the, the girls team in the long distance they done really good the three of them like finished really really well yeah, yeah they so. did do yeah that, that's right they did do really yeah, well so. in it as well so what's happening with the next or uh, coming up obviously let's forget about coronavirus and 
the next couple of years? What are the kind of events that you'd like to do? What are the? Well, we're going back down to, to do the Kerry Way in, in 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 this year, but I've done that. But I suppose I'd do. What events would I like? You've to already do? won that guy. Yeah, it's a bit no, boring, yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's is a bit boring. Although <laughs> 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 I I'd like, I do want to do different events because that's what it's about, like going other places and seeing new places and new challenges. So one event I'd love to do would be the Western States, but that's like yes, that's hard, a biggie, hard to get into. Yeah, so. that's a biggie. That's an interesting one because it seems so. They call it. Am I correct in saying that it is a down? Like it's mostly it kind of ends up going downhill. It kind of starts up here and. Yeah. It kind of, apparently it's, it's it, a it, it, I'm not too sure I didn't really yeah I think so I think but it's roasted and there's still loads of uphill that's the we obviously did the bit on Jim Jim Walmsley when he took the wrong turn and uh, yeah, that was yeah, a, yeah. on the Western States one yeah. Courtney DeWalter won that a few times she as well she won it yeah. yeah Claire Gallagher won it there last year I think is she Irish? No, 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 no. She's over in America, but right. like, surely she has some kind of definitely, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. I asked her that, like, and, and she wasn't sure. I don't think it used to be a route for to to be able to qualify for Western States that you would be able to do via the Wicklow round, but apparently it's gone or something recently. If, no. if if no, no, we don't have a qualifier for the Western States right. now, and so that's what the Kerry Way is chasing. I think if they get a hundred finishers, which they've never had, um, right, they can become a qualifier. So. Yeah. It's the same for that one down in Cornwall that they do in, in winter as well, which is pretty the brutal. The spine, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd love the, to do the spine. Tr- that looks terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. Because yeah. <laughs> it's in the middle of winter. What is it, 200 and something miles? Or something like that, yeah. I watched I watched the movie on the guy who did it as well, and he's hard as fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but it looked like it's wind, rain. An Irish had won that loads of times. Did he, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Ian Keith, yeah, he won it a good few times, yeah. Ian Keith, yeah, I'm hearing all these things. These guys are legends. Why aren't you guys? <laughs> you should be on the news, not yeah. on my podcast. <laughs> um, so Western States is something that you'd like yeah, to do. So, but you have to. What, what race do you have to do to qualify for it? Well, no, you have to do. They have a list of qualifying race, and then when you finish the qualifying race, then you have to enter a lotto. So it's ah. like millions of people enter the lotto. So it's like, unless you're like really, really good, I think you get in through. It's a thing called ITRA points, right? So that's wh- wh- how you're ranked. So it's like we all have a score. So f- I think from like 900 would be like really, really good. And mine's like 720. Right. So I think if you have a rank of like 850 or something, you can you're guaranteed get in, to get in. automatically. Something like that. That's like but you're not you're not far off. Like, well, it's oh, well, that's a fair bit off. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, how does it work? You get points for winning a for, race? For racing, yeah. On the position and... Like yeah, something like that. Wherever you finish, yeah, and uh, the difficulty of the race, the length of the race, and they calculate like a little score. So mine's like seven twenty one, whereas I think the top Irish is eight something. Right. Okay. And what's Paddy on? Eight something. Oh, he's yeah, the top he, one. He's is he? The top one. A top Irish fella. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really. So Paddy's the top Irish fella, but you've got the Wicklow Round record. That's yeah, interesting, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Fuck you, Paddy. Right, yeah. So and and but he he gets his what's it called? It's a it 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 scores. Itra scores. Itra yeah. scores. Uh, international trail running. Also, it's international. So even the races he's he's doing over in the US, yeah, you yeah. can pick a- up all every those race points. in the world. It goes in. Most of the race directors put the results in there, and they calculate a little score of five races over the last three years or whatever. Your best five races. Right. Okay. What yeah. um, would. Is, and is it partly because he does more races than you were at, or is he just finished he just overall he's scored better yeah, no, it's just better yeah. okay it's better. just yeah. better Don't bring it up. and the races over there I think are easier so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you're definitely not up against the weather elements over in the US no. and compared to here like yeah and I think the trails are kind of 
Palace, it's like running up they look, smooth hills. They look nice. Yeah. Even Western States is like it looks nice. Yeah. So they be so they're much faster. So that's why they have good scores. So that's why Jim is a good score. If he was here, he'd have a shit score. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah he's like he's <laughs> the highest rank in the world. You, is he the, is he the highest so, rank in the yeah, world? Yeah. But if he lived here, he'd be. Do you reckon he'd be like, yeah, come down the Wicklow round, Jim? <laughs> That's a call out, Jim Walmsley. <laughs> come over here, take on Gavin's record in the Wicklow yeah. round. How do you reckon he'd he'd do the fifteen? No, he wouldn't because he, he, he doesn't get he's the not going to navigate. He hasn't got the experience. Yeah, so, there's not a hope he, he would might, actually. Like, but I, it'd, be cool, he, it'd be cool to see him try. Like absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. it would. Yeah, it would be class. Where does somebody go? We've got a lot of people listening to the channel and gobshites like me talking about running who haven't a clue what we're talking about, but we're just getting into it. We're having a bit yep. of fun. We're enjoying it. Um, I'm actually going out for my first run with a, a listener to the podcast on Sunday up in the park just to kind of go, like, why don't we just run together and have a bit of laugh and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so yeah. someone else, you know, kind of getting into it. How, like, if somebody did want to get into trail running or having the fun the way not necessarily the way that you did it, but like to get into it, get competitive or get involved with the right people, what would you say to them to start out? Where, where do you start? What would you start doing? <laughs> uh, do, you start, do you start with training for a marathon, for example? or um, No, you don't have to, no. Like, oh, yeah, like you can run around trails in the Phoenix Park. Like, you can do a big loop without having to touch the... Um, the road. The road at all. Yeah. So that's where I do most of my training every day and there's loads of hills down there. You can do hill repeats. But the... To get into trails, you could start with the easier trails. They're generally around the Dublin Hills, like they're a bit more manicured than going into rugged stuff. Like so. Yeah. So they're just like kind of hills that are almost like pavements, but they're still trails. Yeah. So you can, that's a good way to start. Like, like Glendalough around yeah, that area. Glendalock stuff like that. Yeah, Glendalough or there's a place called Tignock Forest. That's right, yeah. That's where we do most of our um, Train. midweek training. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. When you like say that. we, is it a club or just like mates? Nah, me, and, me and a few of the boys just trying, just lads we met through running, through right. hill running. So there's maybe six to eight of us. Right. Most of the times you wouldn't get six. But uh, they're 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 really strong lads. So we started as a group for like anyone, but then it just like instantly turned into like six to eight decent lads. So we don't because really invite anyone. <laughs> Fine, I'm not going, Gavin. I don't want to go anyway. I don't. But it's but obviously it's partly because people have to be able to keep up with you as well and all ah, that. Ah, yeah, but we're we're running and chatting. But yeah, no, for if if a newbie came along, they'd struggle. But we're it's generally easy pace, it's easy, which would be faster. Most people. <laughs> do you do any road stuff at all anymore? Uh, any interest in doing a regular marathon or anything? No, I st- I done Dublin marathon six years in a row. And um, oh, did you? Yeah. So how how did the times go with that as you progressed? Um, most of the times it went down, but sometimes it went up because I'd be like I'd have a stomach issue throughout the race or whatever. But eventually I got it down to in Dublin I got it down to two fifty something I think oh, or good was man. It? My PB is two forty eight. Yeah, I done two forty eight. So yeah, two. I can't remember that. That yeah, that was in Dublin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, two forty eight. So I got it down to two forty eight. And regular. So you obviously you did that six in a row, but you were doing regular marathons around the world as well, or um, not really. Right. No, I do kind of all my racing in Ireland, right. apart from two um, world championship races and the TDS, the UTMB TDS yeah. last year. They're the only races I've ever done outside of uh, Ireland. Yeah, so, so people trying to trying to get into the running scene like people that are listening here others shout out there's a few people Suzanne is doing 100k this month raising money for can't remember the charity Suzanne I'm sorry but um, yeah. so there's loads of listeners out there that are do but she's got shin splints she's made the rookie error that I made going out too quick too uh, soon yeah. um, uh, what you know 
you were talking about like you never went out with a watch. You just went out for the crack and took your time. That was at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah at yeah. the beginning. Do you think that's the best way to do it and forget about times and all that stuff? Yeah, if you can. If you can, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen now in this uh, modern world. Like, really because of the watches, <laughs> I you just think? think everyone has a watch. Everyone has the phone. So I, I will never bring my phone on a run unless I'm heading out to um, the middle of nowhere and, and I might like get lost or hurt myself or whatever. So yeah, I'd bring yeah. a phone then for emergencies. Yeah, for emergencies, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if I'm going out, like, really, really barren. But um, geez, I'd never, never bring my phone, no, no. Never, I'd say you never listen to music. Or never I listen no. to music. I don't no. either. I don't, yeah. like, I don't... Uh, I tried it when I started running and it was just like a pain in the arse, like the yeah. wires and stuff and yeah. then you have to have a phone. But now I just bring my watch and, and, a, and a house key. <laughs> That's exactly what I do as well. Like <laughs> I slip the house key into the into yeah. the, the shorts pocket that's and that's need, it. That's all you need. Because I find it great for, like, we were talking about mental health earlier on, and I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast, but, like, the the effects that I'm getting now, like, I had one run yesterday now that I didn't enjoy, and that was a bit depressing to me. But yeah. in, in the couple of months that I've been running, every time I'm coming back, kind of going, oh, fucking, you'd be in the shower and just, like, feel amazing like yeah. there's no amount of antidepressants is going to do that for you do you know what i mean it's like a real it's a genuine real feel good factor of yeah, it running endorphins yeah and the the um and i don't feel the, li- the listening to the music or anything like that i feel like because i'm able to think when i'm running and i have found the state you must get it all the time i thought it was bullshit when i started running but you do go into this trance of yeah. just you're in motion you're in just flow going, yeah that's what's great about the trail running like like you don't need earphones you're just listening to what's around you and like you're getting away from all the technology and, and stuff like sometimes in the long stuff you ask how do you do it like five hours just goes like that like wow. i don't know messing uh like that's for me and anyway i find that five hours could be gone and, and you think like in, in those five hours at all does like when you're lost in your trance you're in free flow and all that like does anything come over oh, i need a bit of water or i need some food or i need some um no i'm quite good like so i, I I'll drink um, and and eat throughout the thing, but I never really like bonk as they call it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can kind of just keep going. I don't need to eat too much. But in recent times, I've been trying to eat more because I just find it helps me after the run. Like I'm not as tough recovery and recovery. If I keep eating throughout the race or throughout a big race, I just find I'm recovering a lot quicker and I'm not as tired. You. You obviously weren't focusing on this on the start, but it's part of what you're building, because I think this is what I'm building when I'm building my aerobic base yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So not doing any fast running at all, Yeah. which is hard because you're tempted. Like, that's why I got the shin splints. was like I was trying to beat half marathon times. Yeah. But my body's not like, I still have a bit of weight to lose on top in order to be able to, you know, I can, I can physically run that fast, but I'm going to hurt myself <laughs> because I've got too much. Yeah, too yeah, much going yeah. on here on yeah. the dad bod, you know. Um, <laughs> do you did you find at the start that you were kind of naturally staying below a certain heart rate or staying below a certain pace? Yeah, I was accidentally doing doing the right thing, tra- aerobic training, and I was doing it for a year, so I built up this massive aerobic base. And you weren't doing no sprinting or anything. Yeah, like. nothing, and uh, like because I didn't know about it, and I was just going for a run because I enjoyed it. Like I yeah. didn't care if I was running fast. Now I was lucky enough; I run quite fast at an aerobic pace like 430 per kilometer or whatever so is that not, was that at the start you were doing that no at the start I was doing 5 minute kilometers say but eventually well, what's your heart rate at that when at the start 
below 140, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my runs now are way below 140 or lower. But that's say. now, or or uh, but when you started out, you were. Still well, I don't know. I didn't you record. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now it's a 140. Like, so that's or thereabouts lower. So that's what I'm trying to achieve at the moment with this math training. I, I know you haven't heard of this. I guy. haven't heard of math. No. Maybe He's this guy, Doctor <laughs> Philip Maffetone. He does this lo- like it's kind of it's kind of holistic in a way. It's like about low heart rate training, but like it's about eating right and sleeping right. A lot of it's common sense, to be honest. I think most you. coaches will have. Have uh, any any new athlete running like easy for for months like any that's what I think yeah, that's yeah. What I think happens <laughs> but but uh, basically once a month I'm supposed to do this test so I did the first one and it's like my heart rate for my max is I'm not supposed to go above one four six right yeah 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 it's so like your age minus one eighty or something that's exactly yeah 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 so uh, so at the moment the quickest K I've done at that heart rate is five twenty which compared to what I was doing early on, is super slow, but the idea is that next month, I could be doing it five kilometers, but at the same heart rate. Okay. Uh, Sorry, five minute kilometers. And then the next month, but it's exactly the same thing that you're talking about, isn't it? Because six months later, I should be at the same heart rate. Maybe a a machine. I don't know know about that, Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) Sign up for the carry away there, or or whatever, yeah. So so you're doing four and a half K, because if I was doing four and a half Ks, I'd definitely be up in the 160, four and a half minute kilometers, I'd be up in 160, 150s, and you're in 130s. Yeah, probably 130, 140, I'd say, yeah. Jesus. And you're saying, because you must be barely breathing at that, at that pace. Uh, It's just talking pace, really, really talking pace, like it'd be no hassle, like, but once I start going a bit faster, though, it's harder. But that's pretty nippy. But I don't already. really like running fast. Like, as it, well, the four thirty is fine. But like some of the, yeah, I don't really like going too much faster. Than that. I do sessions now every now and again. Like I might do hill repeats there, or eight hundred meters or one k by ten. Yeah, them kind of things. But don't do them that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that like once every month or kind of like. As well, you're supposed to do them every week, but um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, I really like co- co- you're very like Courtney DeWalter I'm realising I've watched a lot of interviews with her and she have you seen interviews with Courtney no, DeWalter many, no no she's, she's a character man because she's kind of exactly the same she's like nah not really yeah. and like she was on Joe Rogan he's ex- like and do you do like yoga work for your stretching and core work and it's like nah and have you got a special diet and all that she's like no I, I drink nachos and I, I drink beer and eat nachos yeah, you know and all very similar maybe me and Courtney DeWalter right yeah, yeah, like yeah, d- different <laughs> same spirit animals yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She sounds sound. No, she yeah, she's like totally <laughs> like it was. You should check it out on Joe Rogan because she doesn't respond a lot more. She's kind of like yeah, no, like yeah, that's know. his podcast, is it? That's oh, his yeah. podcast. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But she so she was on it. I think only in the last year. Right, and uh, and uh, it's a great conversation. But also, there's no there's no messing about her. There's no faff. There's no like look. I just I'm able to do it, and that's yeah, kind yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've watched her winning. Was it the Western States on YouTube? I watched a few weeks ago. But yeah, she seems. Like she's, but it seems she seems she like knows what she wants. Like throughout the race, she's no bollocks. Like no. And she and there's one, there's an amazing one to watch. But she had to drop out. But yeah. again, it was just like, oh well, what I have to drop yeah, out. That's the way it is. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Uh, the ultra running that happens all the time. So, I mean, you can't let a DNF get to you. Like that's part of the sport. Like yeah, definitely. Like this, like I think in let's say Kerry for example, I think over sixty percent don't finish. Over sixty percent. Yeah, wow, that's pretty high. Like UTMB and and all them things, they're normally fifty-ish. Right. Yeah. Which is mental. So, but you just have to accept it. It's just part it's of the course. The way it is. Yeah, I'd be fuming, but what can you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fuming for a day. Well, especially especially with the UTMB, if you went there, like, because you're you're paying for everything, like you're flying over to your holiday, 
Like it's your holiday, so you want to you want to finish finish yeah. the race, man. You want to make the most out of yeah, your holiday. Yeah, you want to finish the fucking race, get your t-shirt or whatever. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that finishing is is the biggest aim. How does it help with the way you're just, you got, you obviously you've been doing fairly well for yourself. You're sponsored by Columbia now as well. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to Columbia. Yeah. Want to sponsor this shoes podcast? There, Check out the so shoes. So what shoes are these? These are uh, the Columbia Trans Alp. FKT, I think that's what they call them. Yeah. Okay. Transalp FKT. And they're a bit rugged, like they're um, there's a lot of a lot of they're more for really really rough um terrain, um, but I like them. Can I have a look at them? Because yeah, I I've yeah. often wondered what's the difference between a normal. So they'd be more on runner. the extreme kind of trail shoes. Okay. So if you see on the underneath there, yeah. all the grip. So. See, there's a lot of like grip and yeah. spikage so on this. So you kind of use them on wet kind of trails or whatever. Okay. So it was muddy and slippy. Really comfy. Yeah, they actually do feel not a huge. There is a difference, but mm. not hugely dissim- similar no. to road shoes. The, this is much better. The, the same model. This is much better than the one they had last year. Right, I've only had them a few days. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> only you only had them a few days. <laughs> yeah. You've already put a few k into them, haven't you? Oh yeah, good few. I was up and up around the open mountains with them, so I have gave them a good good going over. Yeah. A good review. Yeah, and good. so is, do they test gear out in you as well? And no, not not at the moment. I just wear the the gear. Right and and that's it <laughs> and that's it. But they're comfy. <laughs> they, these ones are really comfy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Now I'll see how long they last and so I'll give them a good test and like so. Hopefully, get. I don't know. It'd be nice to get over five hundred kilometers out of them. Oh yeah, well, depends on the type of terrain, you know. Cause yeah. If you're on shitty heavy terrain, they won't last as long. But do they hurt? For example, are they specifically shaped differently so that it would would it hurt you running on roads with them or like it's grand? Yeah, I don't know. I, on, I, on I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend mean? it. No, I wouldn't yeah. recommend running. On, I mean, we have like a lot of trail runs have roads. Exactly. Sections, so That's you what do I mean, have to yeah. do it. Like, yeah. it wouldn't hurt you. Know, yeah. You know, okay. Get on with it. Like, just won't. Yeah. Once I'd run in anything though. You know, I'd run in them things. <laughs> your tennis shoes. Though. Them things. <laughs> I don't play tennis, guy. Would you? <laughs> um, and uh, well, listen, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been deadly to talk to you. No matter. I've, I, you, you kind of, you definitely fit for me the stereotype ultra runner, fairly fucking laid back about it all, and it's just yeah, like yeah. it's no big deal to run two hundred k and carry and your feet fall off. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal to do the Wicklow round in fifteen yeah. hours, you know. No, just get it done. Any world championships going to come up, or is a qualifier is coming up? There's a qualifier in August, so down in Ballyhoora. So it's the distance of the qualifier is about forty k, and then the world championship is in. Lanzarote in November, I think. So I'm gonna give it a crack. Whether I how long is Lanzarote? It's forty k as well. Same thing. Forty two k. Because that's uh, WMR World World Mountain Running Association. Right. So they're normally always about sixteen and forty two, I think. But I think there's a lot of people gonna chance their arm and try and qualify this year. So I don't know whether I'll be fast enough to qualify. Really? Yeah, we'll see. The competition's getting tough in Ireland. It's, yeah, I think so. I think there'll be a good few people. We'll see though. That's good, isn't it? It is good. Yeah, yeah. Because you want Ireland, you want Ireland up there getting medals and yeah, all that exactly. crap. Exactly. We can get them. If we were, we'll get them. Especially <laughs> with the small island that we are, we always punch above our, above our weight Definitely. in sports. But like, Definitely. especially with the mountain stuff, it's like here we've got some fucking mountains here. Left but I think in the longer the distance, we seem to be doing better in the longer, longer right. stuff. So. That's because we're fucking cracked, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> you know the old Italians, and I don't mind saying this about the Italians. My my nono was Italian, like they'll just be like, "Ah, oh, it's too cold, it's too rainy." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we're just fucking like, there's a point at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Gav Burns, been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, Thank cheers. you so much, Thanks man. Cheers. Me. We can do the elbows at the standard. <laughs> cheers, man. Cheers.
there you have it ladies and gentlemen Gavin Byrne what a guy I kind of I'm looking forward to hanging out with him again another time because and meeting more of these ultra runner guys because they're all a bit they're all a bit special in the best possible way but what a pleasure it was to talk to him I'm fascinated by these people who can complete these endurance feats in life it's absolutely amazing so thank you so much to Gavin I'll put his social media details in the description to this podcast if you want to follow him and of course please do like share this podcast tell your friends give it a five star rating on apple Podcasts. if you listen on spotify share about it on your social media and loads of yeah just tell loads of people about it the more the merrier get in touch with me follow me on all the social medias at hello stevo steven mullen comedy on facebook and send me an email your thoughts your questions whatever it is that you want to talk about um, at on um, hello steve podcast at gmail.com thank you so much to all the patreons and uh, yeah I will be doing another new thing for you on Friday if you want to support me on Patreon you can do so the link is in the description to this podcast ladies and gentlemen that's all we have time for this week I am over I am out ciao Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.